I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tuesday on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere, Tuesday on The CW. Tuesday at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington's CW. the house that are unsafe. I can imagine the two of you in here as children. We were not allowed in here as children. We were confined to the nursery in the attic. On a gathering storm comes a tall Proceed with caution. Has anyone died in this house? Specific deaths, violent deaths. I have to leave. I'm here to take you away. There's nowhere else to go. This is your home now. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. John Marson. And Marcus Hurley. You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. Me, John and Marcus went to see Crimson Peak the other week, uh, the new movie by Guillermo del Toro. Um, What did you guys think? (laughs) I... When I left the cinema, I gotta admit, I was very disappointed. But that's because I, I think I was a, a victim of partly the marketing machine and partly my own expectations. Um, I've realized now that it's what it's supposed to be. And then in hindsight, I'm thinking it's not a bad film for what it's supposed to be. Um, I went in there expecting it to be a full on horror experience. Um, and you know, and my adrenaline was getting pumped up by things like the funny you mentioned the uh, paranormal activity trailer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of like oh, everything gets you your blood going, and then the opening to the film just continues that, and then it kind and of then you're like, and then it peters oh, out. This is a love story, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> this is it's this a is gothic yeah. romance, is what he's called it. And I think it's the trailer that is mis-selling yeah. it, really. I, I, yeah, definitely. Before we went to see it, Suze couldn't contain herself and started up the trailer. And I could hear just screams and shrieks and weird sinister music. And I thought, no, don't spoil it. And then uh, and then that was it. I, I thought, okay, yeah, it is going to be scary. They are marketing this as a full-on fright fest. And I thought, with, <clears throat> with Del Toro's sort of vision and, and his, you know, the way he makes everything look creepy... Especially if people were comparing it to like Pan's Labyrinth, I was expecting to basically 
come home and have to change my trousers. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so so what what the film's about then is uh, basically you've got Mia Wiskowska, the I don't know if that's how you say. It. Her character basically is uh, a writer and um she she's in Buffalo in New York and then um Tom Hiddleston's character and his sister played by Jessica Chastain turn up and he's basically got a uh, he's like an industrialist he's like an inventor hmm. he's got this kind of mining machine that he's trying to dig up all this red clay that their house sits on so of course you have this brilliant aesthetic of of the the red clay seeping up through the snow um, and the house itself is a wreck you know, it's not even got a roof on it. <laughs> and, uh, and and so, yeah, of course, it looks fantastic. But, um, yeah, it's not what the poster or the trailer is, is selling you at all. It's it's and, and so, yeah, I came out myself feeling like, yeah, what that really wasn't what I was expecting. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty bummed when I watched it, but I think if I watch it again with lower expectations and an understanding of what it's meant to be about, like Marcus was saying, mm. then um, yeah, I should probably enjoy it second time around. Yeah, I mean, it's still got that brilliant look to it. I would say some of the some of the ghosts in it, because there are ghosts in it, uh, are I thought the CG on it was a bit ropey, like, and I'm normally not that uh i don't normally notice stuff like that to be honest but uh they looked really amateurish compared to the one at the start which i think probably had some element of but prosthetics I, but and... i think but i think i think it might have been just the way that they are because the first one was more ethereal which even though it was sinister it was supposed to be otherworldly whereas the other two whatever well, the other ones were um were more like ghouls almost like zombies yeah. Well, yeah. and they were they they were sort of drenched in the clay. Yeah, stuff, so obviously that well, would play so. with your eyes. So even mm. yeah, so I've been guessing so, that it's really difficult to pull that off. But I think they were all more believable than Charlie Hunnam's character. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> who you decided you is him. not a good actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not though. He's um he he does one character which is kind of like uh, a, like a modern day cowboy swaggery type and. Um, shoehorning him into a role as a doctor uh, in the 19th century did, just didn't really work for me. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I guess. he's He's been showing up in a lot of um, Guillermo del Toro stuff. He's kind of got his favourites, hasn't he? Like him and um, Ron Perlman. And also Jonathan Hyde, I noticed, from The Strain. He was in it for a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's mm. that was quite cool. But um, oh, come on. yeah, it looks it looks good. It's it's like um, your um, oh what what like your proper old classic romance novel, isn't it? Really, mm. but w- through his lens, sort of. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like a yeah. Del Toro version of like Scrooged. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be that'd be certainly be interesting to see. It was cool to see. Um, I can't. I tried looking up his name before, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, Go played Bobby Singer from Supernatural as her dad. That kind of made me uh, smile. Yeah, yeah. He was he was actually yeah, was pretty good. good. Seeing him actually, yeah, he was in, actually in pretty good at that movie. role as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd I'd say it's it's not terrible. It's just no. not a horror film. And if you go in realizing that, then you might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, but I think that's the fault of the studio rather than Del Toro because he always has his vision, and this might end up being his mimic part too. 
You know how it certainly um, had a lot of uh, links to that, like the moths and stuff, yeah. like on the walls. Definitely reminded me of that. No one's jaw split in half. <laughs> I was expecting that at some point in the film. Yeah. Whenever he does a monster or a vampire, or whatever the jaw always opens and then splits in half, and that. Yeah, like Predator style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian, did you want to do a quick bit on the Martian? I guarantee you that at some point. Everything's going to go south on you. Ready? You're going to say, this is it. What's up, buddy? This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go. Now. Now, you can either accept that, or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates and to NASA. But I'm alive. Surprise! <laughs> Here's the problem. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm going to have designed the last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. He's 50 million miles from home. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I know how to save Mark Watney. We need the Hermes crew. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No, it's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family, but I will never stop fighting to make it home. Has anybody else seen the bush? I have. I haven't, okay. no, not yet. I've not seen it yet. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool, alright. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the, new, the latest Ridley Scott movie, The Martian, based on a book by Andy Weir. Did I remember that off the top of my head right? Um, it was a self-published novel about a guy who gets stranded on Mars and uh, has to science his way out of it. Um, and that's it. That's the movie. Pretty much. Um, although, uh, well, I'm just going to start off by saying I think it's the best Ridley Scott movie I've seen in years. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I think- and. I do think he suffers when the script is not really good. Yep. Because he has... He did Kingdom of Heaven, didn't he? He did, yeah, yes. He did, yeah. He did, yeah. And, and I quite like that film, but mainly from a visual point of view. Hmm. But mm. it's a little bit weak from a script perspective in a number of places. That's me being extremely polite. <laughs> uh, and Prometheus, again, the, some of the visuals are absolutely amazing, but... So yeah. he was muddled, he was trying to do too much. The, it's a mess. Some of the action sequences were just crazy shit bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll just run that way. And I, I mean, all of that, thankfully, we've missed Prometheus in this particular podcast. We'll enjoy the sequel, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> I could. There was nothing wrong with the movie for me. It was just, it was a perfect film in so many very different ways. Um the only challenge I had was I was perhaps sitting in the wrong seats for the 3D to work properly, or I've just got weird eyes. Uh, but the story was great, the performances were great, the visuals were stunning. Um, and I just, I don't want a sequel. I want him to take what he did there and do it in another film with new IP or another book or something. 
Well, I think the next thing he's doing is the... Uh, well, it was going to be Prometheus 2, but he's recently said now that it's not that, and it's going to be Alien Paradise Lost, whatever that means. Prometheus so 2. I think he's, that's, I think that's Prometheus 2. That's Prometheus 2, yeah. but, but they're, they're remarketing it because Prometheus was a bag of shit, so they're... Yeah, <laughs> well, I think that the alien won't appear until the the third one in the, in yeah. the trilogy. So it's just uh, I think he's which, decided to so stop. Rubbish, I think he's decided to stop playing about and just admit it's tied to it. Because you know, with Prometheus, he said it's it's set in the same universe, but it's not alien. And then when we went to go and see it, you see in like murals on the wall, and you kind of think yeah. it's it's the same race. You can't say that. It's ridiculous no. to even say that. You but, know, they're yeah. flying around in the same ships. It's, it is alien. He also has the challenge of uh, Alien 5 possibly being done at the same time. Hmm. Well, there's there's talk that this stuff might hold that up, apparently. Really? Oh, really? Well, it, it could not. do. I would rather see... I can't remember the director's name. Um, Neil Bloomkamp, I think. Thank That's you very it. much. Yeah. I would yep. rather he see his vision of... Alien. That, uh, yeah. That world... In the same way that Cameron was such a massive fan in the first film, he he wanted to take what was there and make mm. it his own thing, but take it a step further. Yeah, I think the Neil no, like. wants to do exactly the same thing. He's such a massive fan. Yeah, he's not going to have studio restrictions like Fincher had with Alien Three, so it's unlikely to be a fucking mess of a movie. Mm. Um, and he may produce something great and not another Alien versus Predator movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. God. They, the two of them could work together. The Scott sequel and. Uh, oh. The Alien Five film. Yeah, because Blomkamp said that he he's uh he's not a big fan of the actual process of making films, but he loves all the conceptual hmm. design and yeah. writing it and stuff and the world building, like, isn't it? Yeah, he do Elysium as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That wasn't. Yeah, no. that was just his difficult second album. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or maybe he was just pushed like studio because yeah. it's Matt Damon yeah. and it's like we want it to be an action film. Um, and that's yeah. what it turned into. It turned into Call of Duty in space, didn't it? Really? Yeah, it did kind of feel like a. It felt like a studio push. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, it. The Martian. We've. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's a whole podcast right there. The Alien Five discussion. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it with my wife, who was also blown away. Um, uh, she's not a big fan of sci-fi, but she likes. She's not a big fan of pew-pew monster sci-fi, but she loves proper sciencey stuff. <clears throat> And this, I didn't think this was overly sciencey. There was a lot of botany in there as he tries to figure out what he's going to eat and stuff. Potatoes. Potatoes. Um, <laughs> that was a bit racist. Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that was that Irish? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. wow! Sorry. Tough crowd. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was great. I just Jessica Chastain was awesome in it. Everybody back on on Earth was awesome. It's a great cast, actually. There's there's some great people. Even Sean Bean turned up. Wow. And he did, no, he didn't. I was I did oh. laugh about that. He started doing that a lot now. He turns up in stuff and not dying. It's weirding me out. Yeah. He probably uh, dies in the director's cut. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> there is an absolutely mind blowing uh, in joke in. Uh, that involves Sean Bean when they're discussing that's the project awesome. of something. Was, wow, that was that's. Amazing. I was just like, that was so amazing. This film has swallowed itself. <laughs> yeah, and was, oh my god, how was, amazing! Yeah, that was excellent. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know how they got away with that, to be honest, or if that was ad libbed or something. That was just great. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I was just expecting him to say one does not simply. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One does not simply walk into Mars. Yeah, one does not yeah. simply rescue people from Mars. Like, oh, God, that would have been excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, that, I mean, that was... It didn't It didn't feel like that was an in-joke to make the rest of it light because it's not a serious film all the way through. There's comedy bits and hmm. light moments. Um, but Yeah, well, that's Matt Damon's whole kind of philosophy, his character, Mark Watney. He is just like... Um, it's all about, like, triumph of the human spirit. Right, okay, I've got this problem. How am I going to sort it out? And not really thinking about the the and, horror of the situation yeah, he's in, and that's that's what I really, really it was like gravity in that there wasn't a baddie, hmm. there, no, there wasn't a, an evil race or an evil ideology that was out to get him. He was stuck. He was miles away from anybody that could help him. What's he going to do? It was like a mountain climbing movie, really. Hmm. Yeah, um, space bears attacking him and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly not. Maybe in the sequel. <clears throat> Although. Um, I, I, I watched a mountain climbing movie called Everest, uh, and I'm not segueing into this. I'm just saying that um, the, the the thing that left me cold about that was that I couldn't. I had difficulty rooting for the peril they were in when they'd kind of put themselves in that. And I know you could say the same about this, but this yeah. is such a kind of like triumph of uh, of of like uh, like what he's doing is admirable. You know, being yeah. out there. D- discovering the planet and everything um it's it's a it's a remarkable feat so yeah, you can't it, help but feel for the guy when he's hmm. trapped up there it, and it, it really got me at a number of places at just some of the really personal stuff the messages that people had left in case of it was great it was it's going to be one of those movies that will appear constantly on a sunday afternoon and at christmas and i i think people will soak it up like they do the Bourne films or the Bond films. It doesn't mm. need to become a Bond franchise, but it's yeah. it's just a great film that I think everybody... Like Apollo 13, it's that kind of thing. It's not quite as factual as that, perhaps, but, it, yeah. God, it's good. Jesus, it was good. And I also like the fact that um, as great as, like, say, Gravity was and Interstellar, it's got all that kind of in it, you know? It's got the crazy 3D cinematography, like when they're on the, the, the big ship, uh, the way that the sets are constantly revolving, it kind of gives this incredible impression of depth like you got like yeah. at the beginning of Avatar. Um, so I really think they use the 3D well. I love the, the, the uh, landscapes of Mars look fantastic. Also, the soundtrack, um, I thought like they were going to burst into Pink Floyd at the beginning. Uh, it's got that kind of awesome, like <laughs> uh, sort of trippy vibe to it. It does have a running gag about music. Uh, that is pretty oh good. yeah, that is pretty. It's pretty well done. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Have to catch none of that. it was on the nose, but it, it was just it, it was a great film. Jesus, it was a great film. If every film was like that, I would go to the cinema every week. <laughs> yeah, wow. sadly, do I need to is... see it at the cinema then, or <clears throat> can I get away with it on Blu-ray? I, I, uh... think it would, I think it would still be enjoyable on Blu-ray, and I'm certainly going to get it when it comes out. Um, maybe I... some of the visuals would work better on a bigger screen. Okay. Yeah. The three D, okay. the three D was good. It was shot in three D, um, so. Okay, I think bits of it were. No, apparently it, it was all done in three D. Really? Well, uh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not, maybe not every single bit, but. Okay. But th- yeah. I, when I when I went to the <coughs> site where you go to find out where things are shot in three D, that came up. So. Okay. <laughs> Is this three D dot com? Yeah, I don't think it was a post. post. (laughs) I don't think it was a post job. Um, But yeah, and I I think it's still riding quite high in the charts, so you won't have any trouble going to seek it out now, I don't think. 
I would recommend cool. you see it at the cinema and then buy the Blu-ray. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll do. That's so good, I think it was. Yeah. Well, that was a really cool. good review of it. I mean, yeah, on that recommendation, I think definitely. I thought it was oh, just... Go and see it, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's riding high in my movies of the year so far. Uh, think, it so. is my movie of the year. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. There is a certain other film coming out this year, so who knows? Yeah, but uh, I think I'm just going to discount that, otherwise... It's not fair. It, it's like giving Game of Thrones the award for best TV show. Or something, Norse maybe. always on display. Yeah. <laughs> hey, which film are we talking about here? The Martian. Oh. Game oh. of Thrones. <laughs> uh, I was talking about Star Wars. but Oh, there's that one, yeah. Hmm. There's that one. <laughs> yeah. This has been the Not Watching Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk where you can also hear myself and Ian talk about video games and virtual reality on the Not Playing Podcast and Adam, Ash and Will talk about all manner of funny things on the Not Listening Podcast. Please email us your thoughts on the show at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com You can tweet or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk and if you're listening to us on iTunes please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya! the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.